Hello, Tim. Season's greetings. Simon, this is no time for greetings. I am very stressed. What's the matter? I have not yet purchased any non-denominational wintertide gifts for my friends and or family. Oh, shoot. Is it already time for late winter gift giving? I haven't done any of my shopping either. Oh, ho, ho. Non-denominational holiday fat man. That's right. It is me, the non-denominational holiday fat man. Holy chalupas. Have you come to solve our gift giving problems and dilemmas? Probably. Who do you still need to buy gifts for? My very small and pleasant niece. My best friend Tom, who is great. Well, I have the perfect solution. If you need to find a good, non-denominational holiday gift for a best friend of a small child, you should check out Waddle and Flit on Etsy. Waddle and Flit? That's right, boys. Waddle and Flit is a toy maker from Montreal who makes cute, soft, realistic stuffed animals for all the boys and girls. Zoinks! Zoinks as well. For a limited time only, you can go to etsy.com slash shop slash waddleflit and enter the coupon code SOFTBOYS to get 20% off your order. That's tight, yo. Indeed. I have to hop back on my magical flying boat now, but I hope you boys have a happy late December cold time celebration. Oh! On with the show. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel, who mourns in lonely exile here, until the Son of God appear. Rejoice, rejoice. Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Welcome to the Up for Discussion podcast, the only show on the internet where we talk about the things we talk about in the order that we talk about them. I'm Simon Peltier. I am Tom Zalatna. I'm Tim Blay. <clears throat> and we've got a special guest with us today. Hi, I'm Vinny Francois from the Montreal Improv Theater. Hi, Vinny. Hi. How's it going? I'm doing great. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having yeah. me, guys. This, this I noticed that you're dressed to match the weather. I'm. It's getting chilly out there, so I'm layered mm. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're also in white for the snowy goodness mm. falling from the skies. The wonderful, wonderful snow. So, mm. so my enemies can't detect me. That's it. It's camouflage. <laughs> it's camo. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. like a, a rabbit in the winter. They turn white and then they shed their fur. All rabbits? Well, not all Hashtag rabbits. Hashtag not all rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> Snow rabbits. Just the white rabbits. Right. Yeah, just the what specific mm-hmm. Hashtag all white rabbits. <laughs> uh, so Vinny, yeah. you're like the director of Montreal Improv? Yeah, I'm one of the founders and one of the three directors of the Montreal Improv Theater. Along uh, with whom? You're one uh, of the founding with, fathers? Yeah, yeah. With Mark uh, Roland, uh, Brian Walsh, and a founding mother, Kirsten Rasmussen. Sweet. Very cool. Yeah. Cool. So which of the founding fathers do you think you're most like? <laughs> uh, other than myself. Like like of the, the, of the United, the United States, States of America. Oh, the original, the American founding yeah. fathers. Hmm. The, the second most important ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, um, I guess uh, probably Ben Franklin. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because I, I, I would found a library if they weren't already around. <laughs> That's I'm, fair. I'm into that kind of You would of be possibly ethos. one of the smartest men alive. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I'd be that smart, <laughs> but I, I, I like I like his uh, his writing and his his generosity. He was a driven guy. He got a lot done. Super yeah. driven. Yeah. I, I, I consider myself relatively driven. Cool. I get a you lot would fly a day. kite in a thunderstorm and hope for the best. I would definitely hope for the best. <laughs> I, that's definitely an idea that I would come up with. It's like I really haven't thought this all the way through. But I'm do this anyways. <laughs> I feel like if you're gonna fly a kite in a thunderstorm, you should hope for the best. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. But plan yeah. for the worst. Plan for the worst. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, pray for the best. So does Montreal Improv take up all your time? Is that most of my time? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's my yeah. full time job at this moment. So oh, cool. Sweet. That's been pretty great. So where did like where did the idea come from among you founders to found this institution? Uh, it was Oscar and seven uh, years exactly. ago. <laughs> here, uh, here, here. There was a revolution, and uh, ah. uh, we threw some tea in the ocean. Um, basically. I've been teaching improv for a long time um, and, and doing improv uh, in clubs around Montreal uh, and, and a few places in Canada. And we wanted uh, to just start teaching classes in a, like a systematic way. And so Mark and I initially started just teaching classes, renting space wherever we could find it. And eventually we grew to the point where we're like, OK, we need a theater. We need our own space. And so we uh, dragged on board Brian and Kirsten and uh, founded a theater, a little room and slowly grew it from there. Nice, sweet. Has it That's always really been cool. in that same that same one spot in Montreal? 
it's on that same block. So we have two spaces now, Theater A and Theater B, or Space A and Space B. Uh, space B is actually our original space that we started mm-hmm. renting, and now the main theater is our expansion. Cool. And we're Please. renovating Space B now? We're right in the middle. We're just starting to convert uh, Space mm. B, one of the rooms, into two classrooms. Mm. So you so. get to do a lot of prop work with like <coughs> hammers and nails and videos. yeah, yeah. We don't actually mm. we just mime the renovation. So. Oh, I see. It's a really slow process. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I figured you'd just like you'd keep improving like around whoever's working on exactly. On oh yeah, that could work. <laughs> yeah, sweet. So what else do you do, Vinny? Oh, what else do I do? Um, wow. Uh, I also run um, Impossible Montreal, uh, which is uh, one of Montreal's. Um, probably only scavenger hunts. Um, what? Yeah. So basically, every year uh, in either October, or November, depending on the year, I run people around the city for three days. So they get their list on Friday night, and then Sunday night we have a big closing party where the final items are due, and they run around all weekend, learning about Montreal, the history, coming up with like strange uh, collections of devices and that's so bibs cool. and bobs. What kind of stuff do people have to find? Um, sometimes they have to uh, identify maybe just the oldest building in Montreal, but oh, I'll, I'll like I'll what hide is it. it. What uh, is it? It's um it's right next to the Basilica Notre Dame. It's the Saint Sulpicians. Oh, I nice. think it's from oh. s- r- late 1600s. Wow. Guys, we're gonna Very win nice. this scavenger hunt. <laughs> nice. We got, we got one thing. Down. I use the same list every year. So. <laughs> Inside secrets. Nice. Uh, yeah, and I'm, I'll make people do. One year, uh, one of my favorite entries was. Uh, they had to film a video of uh, level one of Super Mario Brothers, but using <laughs> marionettes. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, uh, that's cool. Wow! Did you like, give them the equipment, or was that part of the scavenger? No, it's part like, of the part of the, the challenge. Just make it out of whatever you have around the house. Nice, <laughs> sweet. Like, it's, it's a lot of fun that weekend. Scavenge <laughs> from a camera store and sneak <laughs> out with their equipment, and then yeah. go film. Exactly. And then I always try to design it so that a lot of different types of people can enjoy it. So mm. there's a couple of like puzzles where like, like I encrypt things. So people who love that kind of stuff <laughs> nice. get to have fun. Um, there's stuff where people have to travel around. So people like who are good at organizing and moving around and get to do stuff. Some of them are athletic. Some of them are artistic. Uh, some of them are just trivia based. Um, and so some people, every, I feel like uh, a good scavenger hunt with a team should appeal to a wide variety of people. Right. And I, I use it to kind of for me, it's like I have a big affection for the city of Montreal, and so I always try to tie in a whole bunch of history uh, into the scavenger cool. hunt. Sweet. What is the coolest thing you have discovered from doing these uh, these scavenger hunts? Wow. Um, there's, a, there's a few. Uh, one of the ones was um, to send people to all of the previous um, stadiums or arenas where the Montreal Canadiens used to play. Mm-hmm. And so they had to figure uh, out where all the old stadiums, because that was the Bell Center, and before that was the Forum. Yeah, but where did they play before? There were three other places in wow. the really? yeah. yeah, yeah, just like the lake. Was that where it started? <laughs> <laughs> no, there's actually um, on Mont Royal, right near Saint Laurent. There's a Provigo. Uh, it's a big grocery oh, yeah. store, and yeah, that yeah, yeah. used to be an arena. That was really? the, no way. That was really? where they played before the forum. That's crazy. There's a little plaque outside, and everybody walks right by it without reading it. That's wild. <laughs> yeah, I used to shop at that Provigo. Wow, and that's where the Habs used to play. Huh. Huh. Legacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it's little things like that. Nice. Wow, yeah, that's great. Cool. I'm gonna try to do it next year. I've already got a, I'm a little bit ahead. Of yeah, 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 yeah. So. <laughs> Give the insights. Already inside knows school. where they played before the forum. <laughs> knows about sensitive piece. That's yeah. all I need. Yeah. That's those are the only two items this yeah. year. So <laughs> you should do be you, ahead. So do people enter as like a team, or do you like put the teams together? Uh, like it's a bit of both. Um, some people just are like maybe visiting town or haven't been in town long, so I allow individual signups. Um, and then I also allow people to sign up as teams. Uh, mm. So just get a group of people together and sign up. And then mm. I usually ask them if they mind having additional people added to their team mm. so the individual right. signups can have somewhere to go. Right. Cool. That's right. probably like a great way to meet people if you're just coming into the city. Because like mm-hmm. those, those kinds of things are so bonding, eh? Mm-hmm. No, have- the people who may do this become super intense yeah. intensely <laughs> close because it's three days some people I always have to after the first year I had to put a caution on the scavenger list <laughs> like please sleep <laughs> has anyone ever like died uh, no no one's ever died or gotten injured uh, the worst up with their spouse <laughs> that I have had several breakups not no. spouses but boyfriend no. and girlfriends oh. it, 
it's uh, it can be taxing on the oh, relationship. That's, that's, a good thing. That's, a, that's a good thing to do. Like when once you're engaged or whatever, it's like, is are you really going to work out? Oh, it's a big stress <laughs> test for sure. Do this scavenger hunt. It's like wow. right up there with diplomacy. You ever played diplomacy? Oh, I have played diplomacy. <laughs> that is definitely a diplomacy is where you find out where who your real friends are. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that game has the capacity to bring people together, though. <laughs> no, maybe not. There, maybe only to tear you apart. There was a, a This American Life where like the first half hour was dedicated to that dude who went to like some big uh, national diplomacy championship and his coach for it was a real life diplomat. Oh, wow. And he like coached him with it and he told him like different strategies to do. And I think the first game uh, he was able to record during it. And then like whenever he, whenever they would, they would all take breaks, he would go back to the diplomat and kind of tell him what's going on. And then he, the diplomat would tell him what to do. Um, yeah, and so he had like real life diplomacy strategies to play diplomacy, and he got really far ahead doing them. Did he win? Uh, I don't think he won, um, but he did like he was doing really really well. Did other people bring coaches? Uh, I think <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question. I, did someone bring like Blake Shelton from The Voice? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. You know, I've been th- I, I've been thinking of him. All week because I like I just because okay so like la- last week I was I was watching some like SNL on on YouTube and there was one where they did uh, like Celebrity Jeopardy or something uh, or no so Celebrity Family Feud and they brought in an actual Blake Shelton to play it right uh, and a couple other maybe he was hosting that week but then like I kept being like oh what was his name again like for the rest of the week I was like oh what's his name. Uh, I can't remember it now. Now I remember. Wow. Thank I you. actually I've been thinking about Blake Shelton a lot too the past yeah. couple days. Oh. He's in there. I like I marathoned all of season two of Fuller House, which just <laughs> came out on Netflix, which is not that good. I don't know who greenlit a Full House. Wait, reboot. do you mean it's not as good as the first season? Or it's just generally not that good. It's fine. It's okay. you know. Was the first season good at all? The first season was, was worse. Yeah. yeah. Season the two is better. better? Oh. Yeah, because season two it feels like they're doing something with it instead of just you know. Look at how similar we can be to the old series, uh, which is what mm. season one felt like. Mm. Um, but one of the kids on it, like a few times, just as like a throwaway joke, says something about how he has like a secret love for Blake Shelton. And I thought that was like a great bit that they just they didn't hammer on it nearly enough. Mm-hmm. It comes up like two or three times throughout the season. And so I've been thinking a lot about him. So you've been developing your own secret love. Oh, my love for Blake Shelton is not a secret. <laughs> so what is he, who is he and what does he do? That was going to be my question. I mean, it sounds like you two both have him on I know your brain 24-7. And he looks like a football player. He's a country singer. But he's, he's a country singer, yeah. Okay. Well, now I know. <laughs> Can, wait, so what, what, like, how is he notable? How do we know who he is? Uh, well, he's, I think he got more notable, like, in pop culture because he is one of the hosts of The Voice. Right. It's like uh, how no one's sure what Simon Cowell did. Right. Did he's Simon just Cowell a talent manager. Right? Yeah. Okay. That's but it. I think I think he's the equivalent of like a Christina. Maybe not like in the mainstream, but he would be the country version okay. of a Christina. Yeah, that's it. Like country people know who he is. Yeah, yeah. Very much like yeah. any country people are like, how do okay, you guys yeah. not know who Blake yeah. Shelton is? He had a bad mullet in like the 90s. And... Most people did. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Did you have any? I did not. No, I, I keep my hair relatively short and have since i was like 20 that will never be like a bad style it's already timeless oh yeah mullet is never bad (laughs) never never it's going on the record i feel like you could have like bad short hair like i it's it's safer than long hair for sure but you can have bad short hair yeah there's just more bad things you can do with long hair than with short hair yeah oh for sure but it depends because the only way you can really have bad short hair is if some of it is like even shorter like if you accidentally just shaved a big patch into your head right then like that would be bad, I guess. Well, I think one big mistake is to keep all of the hair the same length. Hmm. Yeah, I, yeah. I used to do that. Yeah. It's fine when, it, but it's, it's fine when it's like half an, an inch long. Yeah, when it, sure. like, yeah. Like, right. like, yes. just when it yeah, starts yeah. growing, yeah. it's really short. It, yeah, you keep because it, it grows all out at the, the same, same time. speed, at the yeah. same mm-hmm. in different directions. Yeah, but every once in a while, then you get the the case where it's just kind of I don't know, it just kind of looks like a ball. Oh yeah, yeah no. for sure. Like if I let my hair just keep going, <laughs> it would just go out into a big sphere. Yeah. Oh, does yours like, like it's like rigid? It's very rigid. Cool. Yeah, that's yeah. fun. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's self-supporting the thing that it's, structure. Uh, it's, it's what they make airplanes out of. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Can jet fuel melt your hair? <laughs> Probably not. Mm, it's a conspiracy. <laughs> exactly. It's similar to curling brush consistency. Oh, nice. Huh. Well, when they back when they had curling brushes. 
I don't know. They've replaced them all with fabric now. Curling brush. It's It's the thing that you sweep. Yeah. Sweep. Hurry hard. Hurry hard. Oh, I see. When they throw the rock down, you can sweep it. Oh, curling like the sport. Curling like the sport, not like the hair. (laughs) Curling's not a... Like a curling iron. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, like bicep curls. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, If you ever curled a brush... And it was heavy. An arm curl with yeah. a brush. That's um, basically what Vinny's hair is like. <laughs> yeah, it's really similar to that concept. Those will be very inefficient curls. Maybe. Yeah. I, I, mean, curls. It, I don't know how strong your hair is. Or how heavy the brush is. I mean, these are all relative. <laughs> <laughs> if you were, if you were yeah. doing a bicep curl with your hair, would you have to lift your body? Or would your hair... Like, how much hair are we talking about? Well, that's what I'm wondering, A right? single strand. A single strand of my hair. If a I did a bicep strand. curl with a single strand of my hair, yeah. mm-hmm. I would probably... I'm in, I'm in such bad shape, I would still get a benefit out of that. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, like, when we're talking the strength of your hair, does your hair just have, like, tensile strength, or does it actually have little muscles? Oh, no, it's tensile strength. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it should be researched as a building mm-hmm. material. What's the matter density of your hair? <laughs> I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> That's a word. What does that What does that mean? I should know that. The matter density? Matter density. I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> I took a, my, the only physics class I ever took was uh, the physics of Hollywood, where we watched like Spider-Man and Judgment Day what? and stuff and talked about whether or not these things were physically possible. And That's the only thing was I the answer always no? There was actually, so the answer was always if you suspend disbelief, right? Right. Because you, you know, initially you have to accept that like a guy could feasibly be Spider-Man. Right. And then if Spider-Man could exist and shot mm-hmm. webs out of his wrists that were proportionally like human sized, right? right? So they were essentially mm-hmm. as thick as ropes. Right. Spider-Web is actually dense enough and strong enough that he could like stop a speeding train. Oh, he would probably rip his arms off, mm-hmm. but right. like the web could do it. Right. All right. But it, if it was it a human-sized if, web, yeah. But you're you're ar- so you're already granting Spider-Man in this scenario, and then looking at like one sure, particular yeah. little, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there was yeah. a lot of like suspension of disbelief to <laughs> illustrate specific concepts in 101 physics. Did they cover whether it's possible to have little hairs on your hand that grip walls? <laughs> so I feel like that was always the most overlooked, really sketchy part of Spider-Man. Oh, he didn't that just was use so little weird. suction cups. Yeah, that like like so suction weird. cups would work, but like the hairs thing, like. Because is how how do spiders manage to and most insects manage to like walk on any surface? Whether I think it, be, it is little hairs. I think is it's it? little little microscopic. With flies, it's like it's little suction? like it's not necessarily suction. It's they're like damp bits on. Oh, their interesting. Feet, they use like water tension yeah. of some kind. Yeah, so it's sort of suction and sort of like surface tension type stuff huh. that they stick to ceilings with. But yeah, I don't know for spiders. I feel like spiders are overall drier than flies, but that could just be. <laughs> that just could be my perception. It's just a, you know. I'm really not sure. Now On the scale of yeah. insects. Scale of moist are insects. Are yeah. spiders <laughs> are on one side I, and flies yeah, on the yeah. other. Do, do you guys remember that that meme that's been floating around for a couple of years where it's like just a little drawing of a person in like a full winter attire and it says, the air hurts my face. Why do I live where the air hurts my face? Mm. This year I saw part two. There's a picture from Australia. And it's like all like there's a person with a shoe about to swat a, a, a spider on a wall that's the size of a dinner plate, nice. and it just said this. This is why I live where the air hurts my face. Yeah, <laughs> and I I would take that. Yeah, oh a yeah, thousand percent. Because what he, the main thing is that when you go inside, you are away from the air that hurts your face. Mm. When you're inside in Australia, you are not safe from all the dinner. Oh, you're plate less size. safe. Yeah, yeah. They live in the places. Mm. They like do it. live in the places. They'd be yeah. the worst roommate. Like someone who a is a giant poisonous spider, a giant poisonous spider. Like they, they will probably kill you. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's, yeah, that's definitely a bad roommate. Yeah. And they don't pay rent. <laughs> yeah. You don't know that. Yeah. These don't are all judge spiders. <laughs> it's true. Maybe they pay rent. These I, are all bad yeah. qualities in a roommate. Yeah. Poisonous. Maybe they, spend, doesn't pay rent. Maybe they just sell their silk to various spodermans and then they have mad dollars. <laughs> but then yeah. they just keep it because they don't pay rent. Yeah. That keep it for themselves. Or they just kill you. Or, yeah, if the landlord Both. comes by, kill him. Yeah. yeah. Problem, that is a, wow. that's a problem is solved. Yeah. I'm the landlord now. <laughs> <laughs> well, would that be worse, though, if a poisonous spider is your landlord? Ooh. Valid concern. Yeah. That's a good question. I don't I'm know. I mean, is it a, like, a, I mean, there are bad landlords and there are good landlords. It doesn't mean they're good or bad people. Yeah. Right. But so in this case, it's, it's a poisonous spider that could kill you. Yeah. Could be I a mean, good landlord. It's really could how be, it feels towards How is it disposed towards you? Could right? be a great guy. I don't yeah. feel like they could be particularly good at fixing things. You know? They've got really? eight limbs. They have webs. Yeah, but they don't have opposable thumbs, so how do they like unscrew things? They well, have webs. They have as many <laughs> legs as you have fingers on your hand and more, so they can just use one of their legs as a thumb. 
That's creeping me out <laughs> so bad. <laughs> Pretty horrifying image, yeah. Oh. Have you ever seen the way a spider grabs like a gecko or something? Uh, just like and wraps it. I want it. us to stop this conversation <laughs> right now. <laughs> Patreon is a crowdfunding platform. <laughs> <laughs> work directly with their audiences to produce the best possible content, like this podcast. Uh, for as little as $5 a week, you can suggest things for us to talk about on the show, and we are contractually obligated <laughs> to talk about them. Uh, this week's Patreon question comes from Gabriel, who wants to know where we feel most at home. <laughs> I feel most at home when I am coughing, because I've been coughing all my life. Let's unpack that. How about you guys? <laughs> Actually, that's a that's an interesting thing. So I am allergic to my home. It's not a good situation. Oh, Your wow. parents' home. My my parents' home. Yes. Yeah. So I didn't know why I was sick for my entire life, <laughs> when I was legitimately like like coughing for a lot of my life. Um, and then after moving out, spontaneously stopped being sick all the time and <laughs> coughing and full of runny eyes and noses. And I was like, oh, I was allergic to that place. And so it turns out that I'm allergic to the cats, which are what made me feel at home. Oh, and wow. also the house is not just the cats. <laughs> it's like the, something moldy in the house as oh, well. No. So it's, it's weird to ask where I feel at home because I would like to feel most at home at my parents' home. Mm. But when I go there... I get sick and need to leave. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I definitely, I feel most at home in my apartment. I would <laughs> say I like, you know, there, there's just the fact that like I set it up and I, you know, chose where everything goes and I like bought things in a lot of cases, built the furniture myself, um, mostly from Ikea, but I still like put it together myself. And I don't know. It just feels really good to like have your own space that you've made yourself, you know? Mm. Yeah, totally. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think I feel most at home here, mm-hmm. in the house, in the studio. Not in the studio necessarily, within the house. I think if I were to rank like rooms in the house where I feel most at home, it would mm-hmm. probably be like living room, kitchen. Oh, I'm putting the bathroom first. Ba- you feel most ba- at home. Bathroom's the bathroom. pretty homey. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah I feel, like the bathroom just mm-hmm. feels like home no matter where you are. True. No matter what mm-hmm. the bathroom. I don't, there's people I, who have a hard time with yeah. foreign bathrooms. Oh, yeah. well, public bathrooms, bathrooms are no. Rough. Public public bathrooms are uh, public bathrooms are like someone invading your home, but like, like <laughs> private similar. bathrooms. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. There's but the, I mean, even but I know people who even when in someone else's home, yeah. their bathroom is still not mm-hmm. safe enough. They don't feel comfortable. Sometimes, enough. Yeah. if I can't <clears throat> if I can't lock your bathroom door and I can't mm. turn on a fan, oh, right. I am immediately not as comfortable in your bathroom that's really interesting because in in my in my apartment there's only one light switch for both the light and the fan so as oh, any time that the light is on the fan is on as well right. and i find that really annoying that is mm. annoying. I, I would yeah. agree with you yeah. i would rather be able to distinguish between the two but as yeah. long as i can have a fan yeah for I'm, sure i'm fine with Cause it like because then it means that you know if i especially because the, the door is very close to my roommate's room uh if i get up to go pee in the middle of the night then it's that can get a little i i'm, I'm mm. worried that i wake him up and i'm sure that i don't but i'm worried that it's and like it's just aggressive when you're, you know, very groggy and you're you just you just want like a quiet little pee at yep. three a.m. and then it's like right. and blinding light, yeah, mm. yeah, because the whole thing's white and it's a bright, it's a lot mm. of light in a small space. We, mm. my mom hated having a really bright bathroom when I was in high school, so mm. she painted our bathroom purple because it like was a, a nice way purple? to like. Well, she didn't realize how dark the purple was, wow. <laughs> so she was trying to go for like you know that kind of purple on the sleeping bag back yeah. there, something kind of middle purple, sure. you know. Um, but it was but like she accidentally eggplant. painted it. Did you remember the place, right? It was like the uh, darkest I'm purple. Trying it was like yeah, I'm it was nearly black, uh, and so we just had like a really dark bathroom. It was wow. impossible to shave. Oh, I it bet was, oh, it was wow. terrible. Wow. That explains your huge ugly beard. Yeah, <laughs> that I currently have to this day. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, you're keeping it at a, at a at a manageable length. It's a little messy right now, but I it's mostly just that I plan on cleaning it up before mm-hmm. my improv show this Saturday. That's right. Yeah, ah, it's coming nice. up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I had a going back to home. I had an interesting experience when I moved out of my parents' place, which was the summer. Um, I because I spent most of my time in my bedroom in there like i didn't really associate a whole lot of places in my parents house as my home and so like now that i've moved out and my apartment is my home like my old bedroom has a ton of bunch of different furniture it's all different and so i don't really have i don't feel like there's a space that is my own yeah yeah and like i can hang out in the living room but like i don't know it's just not super cozy Mm. you know like like i mean you know I've, i've hung out there and it's nice and it, it does feel like I'm I'm back home, but it's not there's not that sense of like like I don't know. 
Um, yeah. Well, your parents' living room is like a sit down and have tea and a discussion living room as opposed yeah. to like a kick back and watch it's, Netflix It's pretty room. fancy. Okay. Yeah. Oh, one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is there is quite a bit of like inherited furniture and very like sort of high-end stuff. That right. You, you know. Yeah, like I don't feel necessarily super comfortable like kicking back and putting my feet on the coffee table because it's like a very nice coffee table. Right. And, yeah. So it's still like a nice relaxing room, but it's mm-hmm. a different vibe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Not it, for vegging out. And- <laughs> yeah. And there's... um. It reminds me of the uh, the uh, one of the Oxford words of the year this year, which was one of those this uh, Danish word called huga, spelled H Y G G E, and it's uh, it's it's a concept that is like sort of both an event and just a feeling, and it translates loosely to like comfort of the soul, hmm. which is it's not like you wouldn't call like a chair huga, but you might f- can- unless you're IKEA, <laughs> <laughs> right? That's true, but like you wouldn't say like oh like this chair is very huga, but, you, but you'd be like I'm feeling. Like hugelikt, which would be the, the adjective. I'm feeling really hugelikt right now because, like, you're you're with your friends and you just feel super cozy and relaxed oh, and like not much. You couldn't be. You can really be more relaxed than you are right now. Hmm. You know, and it's, like when you wake up in like a nice warm bed. Yeah, or like you know when you come home for like a long period of time and you open the door and you're like, oh, like that right there. Hmm. Like, and I, I that's get that again. feeling a lot when I when hmm. I come to to my apartment and I love that. Oh, and that's I love great. feeling that. Sweet. Or if you're on a you're, you're on a really comfy train car, yeah, and then it could be like huga chugga huga 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 <laughs> I can't chugga. stop this. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Vinny? Yeah. I, I I definitely I mean I feel at home at my own home. Mm-hmm. Um, probably, and if I had to rank rooms, it would probably like the bedroom would probably be the number one like yeah. comfiest. I love I love being in my cozy comfy bed, especially <laughs> this time of year because I get the flannels out. Nice, and it's nice and fuzzy and warm and. Mm-hmm. I, I, like I never. Do you have whole like leave. flannel outfits, like pants and shirts and shoes and hats and robes. Nightcaps. Uh, I do have. Well, yeah, I got nightcaps. That's what I'm missing. Uh, do you, I do have a do bunch you have of flannel a nightcap shirts. In your nightcap. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I don't. I don't have a lot of flannel stuff other than shirts. I think uh, a bunch of. Flannel. Sorry, did you say shorts? Shirts. Sorry. <laughs> flannel Fla- shorts. Just flannel <laughs> shorts. <laughs> some flannel That'd shirts. be great. I would love flannel. That'd be shorts, fantastic. Actually. Yeah, if you what want to be cozy in the summer, you know. Can't even get boxes made out of flannel. Have you gotten to the point in your life yet where you have like a nice bed? I do. I have a very nice. I mean, the bed frame is okay, but it's the mattress that's really nice. It's the mattress mm. that matters. It's the mattress that matters. I have like a really nice pillow top, like these multi spring. Mm. It's it's like a cloud. Very nice. I feel like that, that's one it. of those things that's in my mind for like I will have made it mm. when I can have like a really nice right. bed. Oh, right. I mean, they're not crazy expensive. No, yeah. it's, like, it's like even, a grand. It's not cheap either. Yeah. Right? Even IKEA has some like pretty pretty good for uh, sure. Pretty it's good just about investing it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, you spend like eight on your theory eight hours a day in it. So yeah. things often things, more too if you're like reading before bed oh, and watching TV. Or if you're Tim. <laughs> <laughs> hey, some of my sleep is done on this floor. <laughs> but yeah, having a real cozy bed, uh, makes nice sheets. Yeah, having a nice duvet. Like uh, you know, you reach a certain age and you're like, oh, you know what? I deserve this. Mm. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna invest in my yeah. sleep equipment. Uh, yeah, done my time and crappy bed. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. I yeah. think like if we hadn't been moving, like we just moved into this place in June, and I moved from a two bedroom where we had like <coughs> so much stuff crammed into a really small space and like no good furniture. So when we moved into this place, I was like, I need to buy like a couch and like a dining right. room set. And I think if I hadn't been buying that stuff, I probably would have bought a new bed because mm-hmm. I'm finally, yeah, I'm getting to that point where like that's the next thing that I feel like mm-hmm. I should do. And instead, but I've I mean, just been over... sleeping on the couch since like June. So I guess I sort of bought a new bed. <laughs> kind of weird because you actually, your bed is pretty comfy. It's fine. It's just, mm-hmm. it's, I don't know. It's missing something. Mm. Everyone's got different preferences. Oh, for yeah. sure. And there's different priorities on what mm. you want to. I mean, you start off with stuff. I'm just like everyone else. I had a bunch of like starter stuff. And then, yeah. you know, over the years, you upgrade bit by bit. Right. Totally. Yeah. You accumulate yeah. stuff. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the question for me is when do I stop buying more like instruments and things? And camera pieces. Oh yeah, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of these things that you can go yeah. on. Dead start buying, say, a bed. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. Yeah, you should have a bed to put your mattress on, or at least a box spring. Yeah, or at least a mattress that doesn't have blood stains on it. That's that's a, that's a that's a story <laughs> for another time. Oh, wait, is that just like the rat again? No, or? no, no. Like a rat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the rat blood on the mattress. Yeah, rats are also terrible. 
uh, roommates (laughs) (laughs) and mattresses. What if a rat and a big old spider moved in together? (laughs) (laughs) They're just like, hey, this is this room that you have with your nice fancy bed. This is our room now. That'd be a fantastic cartoon. I feel like that's like a BoJack Horseman episode. Nice. Yeah, that's true. They've got like a slummy apartment in Queens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've I've just started working at Starbucks, and uh, I I went into the to the back room, to, you know, do stuff. And there was one guy who was who was napping in there because he was on his break. And my manager like uh, had to move him because we needed to sit at the computer, and he was sitting on the uh, he's like lying down on the chairs. And then as the guy moves, my, my manager says like, "Hey, grab one of the big bags of coffee and use it as a pillow." <laughs> and he wow. did he just put it on the ground and he was like oh this is nice because the coffee being like mold to your face <laughs> right and right. like you're just lying on the outside of uh, you know it's like it's all sealed yeah, and stuff of course hmm. yeah but apparently awesome. it's super super comfy you don't get like bean cheek like little, little I don't think so or is it ground coffee or no it's coffee beans it's beans but I'd be yeah. more concerned as like a rough canvas bag hmm. no 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 it's, mm. uh, it's like plastic oh okay yeah. so that, that's fine yeah uh, but then you get like plastic sweat you know yeah, I mean, I mean it's, not, it's not a breathable material. No. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be concerned no. about about getting sweat on the plastic and then like waking up and being like, "Ooh, I'm I'm drenched." Yeah, but then all you have to do is you just you know move all the other coffee bags and put it in the back. Well, oh, <laughs> so, now, so now you've just got like one sweaty bag of coffee <laughs> that you bring out every time. You maybe want it's out. like extra good that bag of coffee. Like, oh. Oh, yeah, it's, it's got that extra tang flavor. To it. yeah, yeah. It's like extra fertilizer, savory. extra savory, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sweaty coffee. It's extra simony. <laughs> you could you could even have like one for every employee and then you're like today our special is the Simon blend yeah, yeah. oh would you like Simon, Simon's flavor of the month oh what is it it's Simon <laughs> these it's, beans are Simon it's face sweat from Simon <laughs> yeah and that like hair grease that comes off of you hey my hair's clean yeah my still, hair is clean still makes grease man yeah and also most of the time I'd be wearing a hat hmm. oh Wait, yeah Starbucks mm-hmm. employees wear hats yeah. I just forget about that they do really like toques uh, actually, uh, it's like a so, visor. Well, so they have like baseball caps, like official baseball caps, but they're really like they're pretty chill about what it is. And uh, yesterday, when I was working, yesterday being Sunday, when I was working, I had my black toque, and I noticed that the four other employees behind the bar were all wearing variants of the black toque. Like one girl had it like turned with like the pokey at the top, and another guy had like a sort of a skull cap. Hmm. And then the shift manager comes out, and the official baseball cap man manager goes. Hey, Diana, get with the program. It's toques now. And she just kind of shrugged. Oh, wow. <laughs> so you can wear basically any hat. Like, what's the reason? Think, it's just so you know, your hair doesn't go in the coffee? Yeah, but also, like, you know, I, I was making <gasps> drinks without a hat, and I was noticing that, like, you're looking down a lot, and my hair gets pretty long, and so mm-hmm. it would just get, get in my face a lot, and, you know, you're less precise, and you're wasting time by moving your hair out of the way. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I, I suspect it's, like, any hat that doesn't look super weird or, mm-hmm. you know. Um, very flashy. One like those jester's caps or anything like that. Yeah, <laughs> I think they frown like, upon those, and the the right. jingles especially. Uh, right. Distracting. Yeah. Do you yeah, think you can get away with wearing like a magician's hat? <laughs> you came in wearing hat. the sorting hat. Oh, what, about, yeah, what about like a wizard's cap? With, like, I, the stars I bet. On it? I bet for Halloween you could do that. Oh, that would be, be fun. fun. What if you wore a very large furry hat that like <laughs> like everyone a, has to avoid? Like those raccoon hats, like those trappers, or like the the guards outside of Buckingham Palace. Right. You can uh, wear like a Kate Middleton hat. <clears throat> oh, like a oh, like one a, of those fascinators, like a, or those yeah. uh, derby oh, hats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Go all horse or race. just a sombrero. I like the soldier hat because then you could like ha- be have things yeah. hiding in it. Like mm-hmm. one of your special drinks is like you think he's, he's done, and then he pulls cream out of his Whoa. hat. That would be gross. <laughs> <laughs> I would not trust that. We're already talking about yeah. sweat coffee. <laughs> <laughs> go. Yeah, no, but my 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 sister goes to the same Starbucks that I uh, work at a lot, and there was one barista that she like became friends with who used to wear apparently a cowboy hat. <laughs> so I guess it seems they're pretty flexible wow. with what it is that you uh that you wear. Can I, I haven't a, tried to test the boundaries yet. Maybe can I get a, a Vente Simon Bean latte <laughs> with uh, hat cream non fat and just a little bit of cinnamon. And a Stetson on top. <laughs> <laughs> I always find it funny when people hear a rule, they immediately start testing the bounds of that rule. <laughs> like it's like an, a human instinct. It's like, oh, a rule? What can I, what can I do? And uh, still stay within have, the technical realm of this rule. Mm-hmm. That, that feels wear like an improv thing. Black, black hat? What if I wear a yellow? <laughs> yeah. that's, that's I mean, very, they couldn't very, tell you yeah. not to. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> they would be obligated to let you wear that. Right. Yeah. That is yeah. a true, in, a, a true intuition mm. of human nature, and especially like yeah. bantery people. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah definitely yeah. a certain personality type is all about yeah. that. Yeah. 
I like to just see what is possible. Yeah. Mm. What other rules are there in society that we can break? Don't murder. Mm. What? Yeah. What are the boundaries? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I think people have tried this. <laughs> yeah. I, That's I, why I we like, have degrees of this murder. This is well-trodden territory. Yeah. Yeah. That actually reminds me. There is. A <laughs> Wait. What? what? <laughs> Speaking of murder, <laughs> merchandising, fashions. Uh, we, so I just heard this week that uh, apparently in. Okay, which one's the real one? Yellowstone or Jellystone? What? Yellowstone. The one that Yogi Bear doesn't live in. Uh, <laughs> apparently, if you like commit a murder there and like and no one if you commit a murder there, there's no one who can actually try you for it because no one lives in like a close enough radius. That doesn't apart. sound real. Yeah, no, it's like a weird technicality where like they can probably make it work, but if you commit a crime of passion there and there's no way for them to prove that it was premeditated at all, you will probably get away with it. This is taking the, if a tree falls in the forest, does anybody <laughs> hear it way too far? Okay. If a man kills it's, another it's, man. If you die in the forest, yeah, if you kill someone in the forest, is anyone really dead? If I a bear a... steals your picnic basket. <laughs> <laughs> I have a variant on that, but it's not, it's not legal, it's just chemical. Um, because Yellowstone happens to be one of the best places to dispose of a body. Um, there, there was a guy... Um, a couple months ago, who fell into one of the hot springs about this. at Yellowstone? Like he was apparently looking for a place for like a nice bath, um, <laughs> and didn't realize how hot it was, and like tried to and just in and fell in, and like under the like under the surface, it's like way hotter, right? So he fell in and like basically immediately died, which number one sounds like pretty much the worst way to die oh mm. um, immediately. Yeah. Well, like, I'm, well... Boiled. Boiled. (laughs) Boiled very rapidly. I mean, maybe boiled slowly is worse, but I imagine there was a period of some not fun times. Uh, That's why lobsters scream when you kill them. But there was, like, he, he, like, floated out into the middle of the hot spring, and there was no way for anyone to get him, right? Oh, no. And then they came back 24 hours later, and he was gone. There was just nothing left. Yeah, there was nothing left left to recover. Wow. It's it's hot and acidic, and he just, like, boiled into soup and disappeared. So. So. Yep. So if you want to commit murder at Yellowstone, sounds like, yeah, this is where you go. Hey, boo-boo. <laughs> <laughs> what was the topic of this podcast? <laughs> there, there is none. Oh, okay. Good. It was yeah. you, Vinny. It was, oh, right, it's, right. it's all about you. Oh. Remember that time you committed a murder? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember now. Have, have you guys ever ever actually seriously considered the whole if a tree falls in the forest? That's not where I thought that was going. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, if, if a tree falls in the forest and there's no one to hear it, doesn't make a sound. Have you guys ever seriously thought about it? Um, I I still don't. I, I I feel like you have to be a solipsist to deny that it makes a sound. Yeah, yeah. A, yeah. a solipsist. Like you have to that? you have to be a person who believes that nothing exists outside your own experience. Right. Right. Well, like yeah. if you don't believe mm. that, then it doesn't matter. There was a there was sound. Right. Well, yeah. there, there, the were, there were the like waves. Wave, I mean, right? went, when I do witness a tree fall, every time it has made a sound, <laughs> I feel to see why this one in particular would not. Whoa. But what I, if you saw a tree fall and it didn't make a sound? I think that's a more like. <laughs> that, that would just confirm that question. you are nobody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like, I mean, I guess it depends on how you define sound, right? Is sound just the sound waves or is it how you, or is it your brain's interpretation of the waves in the air? Well, the, 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 Time to define what a sound is is not after you ask the question. It's before you ask the question. Like, tell me what you meant by does it make a sound, and then I'll tell you yes or no, right? I agree with that. <laughs> is that not is, is that Well, not I think the question, so if the question's been asked, then you can go back and confirm. Yeah, so. And be what, like, hey, what, what do you mean? So now that you've asked the question, tell me what you mean by sound, and then I'll give you a response. <laughs> I, I would argue that sound is your interpretation of the of airwaves. I would argue that sound doesn't have a air. single definition, and so the problem needs better defining. Because <laughs> uh, A sound I, is actually a body of water, similar to a river or a channel. Oh, I see. <laughs> so then, no, it does not make a sound. <laughs> Unless it causes an indentation um, in the yeah, land. It's got to be a really, really in. big tree yeah. in like a geologically precarious area or a really really small sound like how big does a yeah, what are the limits <laughs> of a sound <laughs> yeah define a sound tom and what exactly is a tree while we're at it <laughs> yeah if a sapling falls if a sound falls in the forest does it make a tree 
would imagine no. No, <laughs> that's if not deep. Don't. But don't if, a, if, a seed, no. if, a seed, if a seed falls in the forest mm. and it's a tree seed, mm. it does make a tree. And usually, if a hazelnut falls in <laughs> into my mouth, <laughs> I eat make it. A that's pretty simple. <laughs> that one's pretty straightforward. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I've, I've I've also asked like a variant of the question of if someone writes a book and then nobody reads it and they bury it and then they die, is that book being? Is there a book? Is there a story in that book? If nobody reads it, hmm. well, the person—at least the person—wrote it. Yeah, the person wrote it, right? And so the story—I would argue that the the story exists in their mind. But then when they die, if they've never told anybody about the book, and the book is, and nobody knows about the book, I would. But the book still exists, and it's like buried somewhere. There is no story. So do things that aren't observed exist? This is this is going back to what we were talking about last week with Inga, where wondering if your experiences exist if you don't remember them. Right, like when you're blackout drunk, did yesterday, like, did you experience yesterday since it's not anywhere anymore? Right. Hmm. I feel like that's different from a, a like a book or an idea. Yeah. I feel like ideas can still persist even without mm. the, like the idea of the number two exists even before people mm. existed to, mm-hmm. you know, have the right. concept of the number two. The number mm. two definitely exists, and I've experienced it several times this week. <laughs> <laughs> I experience it daily. Hmm. <laughs> But twice daily. <laughs> Once daily. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're a you're a realist when it comes to mathematical concepts. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just like there's a persistent reality that mm. exists. Beyond but how how existence. deep does that go? Oh, I don't know. I never really tested the limits of that. Mm-hmm. Right, but a lot of people argue that like you know physical reality might exist more than say the conceptual reality of mm. like mathematical numbers. Yeah. Oh, that's probably true. Do yeah. logarithms exist? Well, like yeah, in nature. Because if, if you beat yeah. out rhythms on a log and nah. no one's around, <laughs> it still makes sounds. You are no longer allowed to criticize my thoughts. <laughs> but there are there are natural phenomena that follow mm-hmm. logarithmic uh, curves, like it's, it, you know, lawn and log appear. Right, but mm-hmm. do they do they follow logarithmic curves, or do we describe them as following logarithmic curves? Right? There's probably that's, some underlying math that like forces it to. The, I don't know. I, you know what? That's a fair question, question right? Mm. Because a lot of like with the uh, say the the spirals on like artichokes and sure. things, like they follow logarithmic curves, but they don't do that because they know about logarithms. logarithms. They do that because it just have like that's how their growth hormones the, are dispersed. It's the most efficient way to do it. Like, but it's it's more that like when you put they grow one leaf at a time, and then when you grow one leaf at a time, that. Like the direction that the leaf grew in has less growth hormone, so that determines where the next leaf is going to come. But that out. All, probably all has and to then, do with the geometries. Yeah, of, it, of the physical, you know, cells. In and the mo- end, molecules. it just has to do with the fact that there's three dimensions, and you and one of them is the direction that it's growing around, and it has two dimensions to grow in, and then like the natural order of it just is that it forms this golden spiral. But it doesn't like know about golden spirals, right? So like, yeah, I don't know. It's a yeah, I mean, we describe things with the golden spiral or like all these natural phenomenon with equations and yeah. do those equations. But I mean, those we use those equations to describe the, in my mind, uh, we use those equations to describe the world as we observe it. Um, and they arise because the world follows these rules that we seem to observe. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and so on, so on the level that we observe the universe, those rules exist. Mm-hmm. But I, I I think the rules would I would argue that the rules are different than the equation itself in the same way that like a tree has trees have existed longer than language has but that doesn't mean that like the word tree exists in the natural world and I you know and right. so like like you you could find a totally different way to explain uh, like logarithmic patterns or the golden spiral without these equations interesting so you know? you're equating like the language of description yeah. with our language like of ideas yeah I see. But mm-hmm. uh, like math does go kind of deeper than that, right? Because, I feel like that's true. Because there's no, there is no other, like there's no other way you could describe logarithms that don't, that doesn't use the identical logic, just with like different symbols, right? Like you can't. Well, you, you, given you can, the symbols you can call developed. a tree whatever you want, but you can't really like if you accept certain things about numbers, then everything else like follows. From math, right? So you're not just free to like choose your own mathematics. And the universe has these kind of rules that we've at least intuited, like the law of gravitation that follows an equation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that equation exists even if we don't have the language to describe it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it would, in some form, whether as a concept or a reality, 
our universe works in a way that it has to follow these equations. Yeah. And so that, that mathematical reality, whether we choose to describe it in a certain way or not, exists. Mm-hmm. I've had, a, I agree with you. I think I'm, I'm more on your side of things, you know, being also of a physics background. Right. Um, cause, but I've, I've, had, I've had pushback from people when I talk about this, and I'm, I think I'm kind of bringing a little to you and see what you think sure. of it. Um, because people, like, I don't know, the more strangely philosophical um, will argue that it's only because, you know, human brains can only perceive patterns. And so whatever is a pattern can be perceived, and that's what the mathematical rules of the universe are. And then what is not a pattern cannot be perceived, and so you think it doesn't exist. Um, so that there's, there's more in the universe than can be huh. described by mathematical patterns, except that you're a pattern recognition machine. Um, so I, I feel like that's a fair point, and that's true. And that that which is not describable is either currently beyond our language to describe, yeah, and therefore uh, simply we don't have the tools to deal with that lack of pattern, or we don't de- identify that pattern. Like you know, prime numbers, a series of prime numbers. Yeah, there's no formula that describes and generates prime numbers that you know of. That we know of exactly. <laughs> maybe there is one, and maybe one day we'll get there, or some AI will develop it for us. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> if we don't recognize. Uh, the pattern does that mean it doesn't exist? Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I mean, don't, the I don't is just super super complicated. But right? I mean, going back to the theory of gravitation, like I mean, Einstein's relativity supplanted uh, Newton's gravitational laws, but it doesn't mean that relativity doesn't didn't exist. It mm. was still in effect. We just didn't have the language to describe it. Yeah, for sure. And so I'd say those things that which is beyond our capacity to describe still exist, even though we don't have the capacity to describe. Right. I suppose it is an open question, though, of whether everything actually follows a pattern, right? Like, does everything have a mathematical law to describe oh, it? Oh, that's a different question. Um, and I, I, I don't think that's, that's <laughs> even possible. Like, there's so much chaos, yeah, there's yeah. coincidence. I don't know. How deterministic do you want your universe to be? <laughs> well, even in physics, it does, like, when you start talking about quantum mechanics, it gets very skittish, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what is... Yeah, There's what, a statistic, what makes this happen? You have to deal with things in a statistical probabilistic model. And so yeah. then now there's no certainty and you have to deal with the uncertainty yeah. of, of mm. quantum physics, which is super bizarre. So then all the physicists say, well, there, there must be a rule. And then all the other physicists say, but there isn't one. We proved there isn't one. And then everybody's <laughs> just mad about it and goes and does other things. But I'm fine yeah. with there not being a rule for things. <laughs> like, I mean, their rule is that there's a statistical chance of things happening. Mm. Yeah. I feel like that's that's as close to a rule as I don't know I personally need. Mm. I guess so. I yeah. just you know it'd be nice to know whether my cat's dead or alive. <laughs> Your cat is dead. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Also, I've been thinking about artichokes for the past like. <laughs> <laughs> there comes a point like when are you we hungry again, Tom. Well, no, like I just they're weird. <laughs> Not again. Still, <laughs> so, they are weird. So there's always a point when like when Tim and the guests start talking about science things, I follow for a long time, and then at some point. I'm not able to follow anymore. Mm. And then I click back to whatever the last non-science thing was. <laughs> artichokes are science, man. And, well, you started talking about yeah. artichokes, and I just started thinking about how artichokes are a really weird food. They are. Because, like, are, yeah. who looked at that and thought, I'm going to eat this weird shrub? Oh, there's a lot of food that makes you quit. Like, who started this? Like cow's milk. Yeah. Just you know? Who was like, hmm, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to pull that. Oh, I'm going to drink that. Well, but I'm going to ferment that, it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Stomach and the fermenting one is weird. Yeah. Yeah. But with the artichoke, it's like you you peel, you peel take the leaf off, right. and then there's like flesh on the inside of the leaf that you're supposed to eat. Correct. Mm-hmm. Who who realized that there was flesh Pom- on the inside of the leaf? Because right? like, yeah. po- pomegranates explode when they're ripe. Same. Do. Yeah, that's like a like grenade. Is that the, the... literally a grenade? Like the bomb is named after the French word for a pomegranate, which is. I thought that was just all because of all the little pipettes inside. No, it's it's because when it's when it's ripe, it will or when it's ripe, it falls, and then when it over ripens, it explodes. Okay. Huh. Well, that seems like a pretty easy way to find out there's good fruity goodness inside. Well, right? no, because it's at that point, you're like, at that oh, point it's rotten. That one's exploded. Let's try the not exploded. <laughs> but Maybe I mean, there's also things. <laughs> if you look at babies, they put everything in their mouth. Yeah, so I feel like <laughs> you're about to tell me something about babies yeah, exploding. No, <laughs> no, but, they, but I mean, that's how kind of food's like, oh, my baby ate this and didn't die. Yeah. Okay, I guess we can eat yeah. it. Yeah. And it's sort of mm-hmm. like the entire human knowledge about food is it's like a testament to our our ancestors and kind of like to deep time in a way, right? Because you think of, like, you're right, it's weird that like nobody really has a memory of when everybody figured out how edible everything on the earth is. 
but we just like it's just always been with us like sort of yeah. as from I feel like it was just right? been like a collective trial and error experiment yeah. that we've all passed every, every time like every time like, like, okay this is good of, there were thousands good. of martyrs on this altar oh, <laughs> of you knowing that you can eat an artichoke <laughs> but not that one berry yeah. over there these blueberries right? you can eat these other blueberries <laughs> you, you cannot, you cannot every time you eat a blueberry you have to remember every single person who has died thinking they could eat the other blueberry it's true for you yeah. <laughs> what about like which animals you can eat and which, I mean I guess I like, mean you could eat any animal most yeah. animals it's just there's a socially acceptable order to things yeah. well there right? was someone who ate a poison tree frog and had a bad time <laughs> that or has like, poison uh, in its name <laughs> <laughs> you have to be real dumb fair warning yeah. <laughs> pretty fair warning <laughs> why, why didn't you just read the label on the tree frog what about like the first person who ate one of those like poison blowfish Oh, right. just found the sliver that's like safe, or is it the sliver that's? Dangerous? Oh, no, it's it's the the one where like you have to prepare it in a super specific way, otherwise it will kill you within yeah, half yeah, an yeah. hour. Yeah, that had a lot of martyrs. Yeah, definitely. definitely. There was someone who was like, no, 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 I bet I can make it safe. Yeah, <laughs> someone's like, and then okay. one dude did it right, and then they're like, how'd you do it? And he's like. I'm not totally sure. <laughs> well, the other thing is that like we probably owe a lot of this to animals, right? Because mm. people are great at observing. Right. And animals have also been around for ages and, you know, they have more of sort of a just instinctual like, oh, I'm going to do this because I my ancestors did this for millions of years. So I don't know. Maybe we saw a dog like just eat part of the fish and then it didn't die. And we're like, oh, oh we can eat I'm going to try that. Yeah. Ooh, I feel funny. <laughs> I'm going to try that a different way. <laughs> Maybe I'll try cooking this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think the part that we've made the most is eating, or it is like drinking the, the milk from other animals, right? Yeah, because that you can just observe from like a baby cow, right? Right, Cows but like drinking the milk, and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah why not? makes sense. But like, why? Like, I I just don't know what the instinct. Like, you know, I get that you know, in a pinch, you see a a, a dog eat a eat a couple berries. Maybe not a dog eating, but you see like animals eating a certain berries, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna try these. But like seeing a like a calf drink the milk of its mom like yeah. i wonder where the instinct of i'm going to try this comes from right but i mean what's interesting is that we like lactose intolerance comes from our original inability to digest yeah. we didn't right. have the enzyme to break down cow's milk but now we've been doing it so long that we are the people who do have it can pass it down to their kids and like there's yeah. like an actual <laughs> evolutionary uh trait appearing in humans where we can now drink cow's yeah. milk yeah that's pretty great so like how many people felt super sick their entire lives just so that we could have a good brie with our sandwich me <laughs> <laughs> and me thank you <laughs> yay mm. yeah huh yeah i was i was reading a book about beer uh, to know more about beer. And it said that, like, we don't know a, a whole bunch about how beer was invented, but it was probably something like this. And then it says, ancient Sumerian woman number one. Hey, there's that uh, bucket of oats that I left out in the rain for two weeks. Weird. What's that frothy stuff on the top? Ancient Sumerian woman number two. I dare you to drink it. Right. <laughs> probably. And so beer was invented. Yeah. discovered. They smelled it and it had a nice yeasty smell mm -hmm. and i thought "Ooh, this is hoppy i wonder if people <laughs> liked yeasty smells before they knew what yeast was um huh. there are there are re there is very good reason to believe i do not know what these reasons are but there's good reason to believe that beer was invented before bread hmm. wow because beer is like you know can happen accidentally like right. the ancient right. women showed us whereas bread you have to like go through the steps of making yeah. it and there's all you know there's the you have to let it rise and you have to knead i mean i guess that's that kind of bread and there's simpler breads that don't take that much mm. work yeah but so it was like they had flatbread and they had beer and one time some guy poured his beer into his flatbread <laughs> you got chocolate in my peanut butter you got <laughs> peanut butter in my chocolate <laughs> <laughs> And so, and so and so there was a great ad campaign across the land of like new leavened bread. Exactly, it's the best thing since I don't know <laughs> since unsliced bread. It's the best thing since beer. So which came first, beer or Betty White? Because uh, she's that, older than sliced bread, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, where's sure. the line? Uh, is she really? Yeah, because she is she, older than wow. sliced bread. Is she? Is I mean, I'm sure a lot of other people are too. Like, I'm, I don't right, think that's yeah. unique to her. She's not the person who. <laughs> Hold on, is white bread named after her? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, let me get my air horn out. Oh, oh, dear. Dear. Take a while. Let's let's have a, an air horn pause. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's just take a brief break for uh, <laughs> for air horn. instant rap air horn. <laughs> Now resuming our program. Very nice. <laughs> oh dear. Huh. Nice. Yeah. Cool. 
Yeah. 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 So I had an idea. Okay. Uh, every other time that we've brought someone from Montreal Improv onto the show, sure. Tim has at some point just been like, can you like improv for us right now? And we've kind of like <laughs> laughed it off and like done other things. And, and I was Tom's thinking about like, it that today. That was awkward. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking about it today and I was like, it's awkward. But having Vinny here gives me an idea. Okay. What if we get them to do an improv scene? Should have said. Oh, should have said. Should have said. No, you want to teach us this game? So should have said is a game where like we'll have you guys do it. All right. uh, if you're down. Yeah. Um where you'll be doing a scene. So you'll, you know, get in character, do some improvised dialogue. And at okay, any I given need point, I'm already two and a half hours to get into character. That's okay, yeah. We'll take a break. We'll <laughs> we'll go to a commercial. We'll do a two and a half hour air horn break. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tom will do that. I'll yeah. hold the button for a long time. Cool. Um so you'll be having dialogue, you know, doing your mm-hmm. thing. Uh, and at any given point one of us can shout, should have said, or we don't even have to shout it really. No. Uh, and the last person who spoke needs to come up with a different line. So right. basically you're replacing the previous line of dialogue. So there's a really good chance that this is just going to be bad podcasting. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was established when All we right. started recording. It will either okay. be good or it will be people realizing that you guys are better at this than we are. <laughs> That's yeah. why I thought it would be funny because it's like we're the improv people. I mean, you've got improv training, Simon. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Right. Uh, well, maybe not. we can give them like a little setup to get them. Sure. Started. That'd be cool. Sure, yeah. yeah. Do you guys want to get a suggestion from us? Um, yeah. Can we, guys, can we get a suggestion from the audience? Let's get a, a place, uh, an object, and... Cricket. Cricket. What's the third <laughs> thing? I, I forget. Well, you can just ask for two. Those two. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or even just one thing. A place and yeah. an object. A place and an object. Let's say uh, a hospital and um, a hammer. Yeah, that sounds good. Hospital and a hammer. Go for it. Uh, Dr. Blay. Yes. Dr. Blay is, uh, Dr. Blay, you need to come to cardiology right away. Okay, hold on. Um, I, I, uh, I... Dr. Blay, you need to come to cardiology right away. It's very urgent. Coming. Hello, I'm here. Hey! Hey, I'm Dr. Blay. Yeah, we need you to sign these papers, please. Should have said. Hi, uh, this is your pizza delivery. Oh, that's excellent. I've been wanting this pizza for a long time. Yeah, it's a very Starving. unique pizza. We asked you to come to cardiology because it actually has a heart on it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, Should have said. I don't know what to do with hearts. I am not a heart doctor. Should have said. <laughs> what? <laughs> Should have said it more than you just, once. You just keep getting oh, yeah. Should have said it. Smash it with a hammer. <laughs> I, Sir, I would love to smash it with a hammer. Do you have a hammer? I do have a hammer. Yeah, where is it? Ring. Here's your hammer. Oh, here's my hammer. Great. All right. Do you want to smash it with me? Hold the hammer with me. Ooh. Put your hand on the hammer. This is. Uh, I'm feeling things right now. Should have said. I, I am not. Right <laughs> Should have said. I cannot feel below my waist. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's impressive, given that that's your your hand. <laughs> you are making me feel blankness and love. Oh wow, that's very nice. Do we smash the hammer? We can do we not do you want to smash the hammer or the pizza? Yes. Do you want to smash the hammer with the pizza instead? Yes. Okay, let's place the hammer down. Let's grab the heart pizza. Wow. It's pretty heavy, right? Should have said. It's pretty light, right? <laughs> <laughs> Should have said. It's pretty soggy, right? Yes, I love soggy pizza. It, That's how I ordered it. Yeah, well, I put it in my hat for quite a while. Well, thank you. And one of the sir. baristas at Starbucks slept on it. Would you like to get on with this hammer business, please? Let's get on with this <laughs> hammer business. Are you ready? Yes. One. Two. Two, three. That was very soothing to my soul. Should have said. That was very soothing to my pizza heart. Should have said. I love babies. That's <laughs> <laughs> it. I, I, that was that, I'm not sure if that worked or not. <laughs> Would you like to score well, us on five? Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a solid scene for yeah. people who don't do improv regularly. Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you guys want to do one? Sure. sure. Yeah. All right. All right, uh, a public park. A public park. Excuse me, and, man. Uh, do you mind uh, if I... Oh, wait, Tim, oh. give an object. No, you can go with the public park. I think okay. you got some. Cool, cool. Do you mind if I take a seat here? No, I don't mind. Should have said. Oh, oh. come on closer. All right. Thanks, ma'am. Hey, you come to this park? Yeah. Often? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually meeting a date. Oh, I'm a widow. That's... That's helpful. Should have said. <laughs> I love widows. <laughs> oh, I'm glad to hear that. Wow, who, who's this date? Did you meet them online? Yeah, uh, we matched on Tinder. Ooh. Ooh. Tinder. Are, are, you, 
Uh, hey, I'm on Tinder. How come you didn't match with me? Maybe I did. Uh, what year was your profile photo taken in? 1962. It's very likely. That was quite the dish. A hot dish? I was a hot dish like a pizza. Like a pizza? That's what they called me, the pizza babe. The hot pizza babe? Now you're just adding things. Should have said... <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I was the I was calendar pizza calendar girl, nineteen sixty three to nineteen sixty five. I think I have that calendar. You don't say. If you, it's a collector's edition now. My dad was really into hot pizza girls. Should have said. My mom was really into <laughs> hot pizza girls. Well, maybe maybe you'd like to come back to my place, show you my calendar collection. I'd love that, actually. That'd, that'd be great. Well, I don't want to interrupt your date, though. I wouldn't want you to leave someone hanging. Uh, you know, I'm sure she'll she'll handle it fine. Should have said. Fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. That was considerably better than I was. Definitely. Yeah, definitely also creepier. <laughs> you brought that. <laughs> that may be why. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, vocal things can make all the difference, eh? Mm. For sure. Mm. So what got you into improv? Um, when I was doing my undergrad, um, McGill, in what? Uh, in, in physics, what? in physics, mm-hmm. nice. Uh, I uh, my one of my friends was in the part of the McGill Improv Club, uh, and I went to see him do a show, and it was a lot of fun, and it looked like a lot of fun. So I, the following week, I went to their like weekly workshops, and I didn't stop going, and <laughs> it spiraled out of control to the <laughs> habit that it has led to now. Sweet, cool. very nice. And have you got? I mean. Have you got any shows coming up that you're participating in? Uh, well, this Sunday there's one, but I don't know when this podcast comes It'll out. It'll be up on Wednesday. Oh, great. Um, so Can you tell us the date and the location and the time? Uh, and the age? <laughs> it, it's this Sunday. I think it's 7 o'clock at the Montreal Improv Theater, uh, which is 3697 St. Laurent. Uh, it's uh, basically a big bilingual holiday special. Mm. Uh, we have a whole bunch of French and English Ooh. acts just... Celebrating the holidays with a bunch of fun shows and sets. Do you partake in French improv much? I do. Yeah. Um, uh, whenever I'm in Paris, uh, sometimes I go there to mm-hmm. teach and I teach and perform in French. Uh, here in Montreal, I try to I try to perform in French here and there, but most of it is is in English. Um, mm-hmm. But I do have a duo I haven't played with in a while. Uh, but uh, Zoe and Vinny and Zoe, and she performs in French and I perform in English. Oh, nice! Oh, like sweet. in the same scene. In the same mm-hmm. scene. Yeah. Sweet. That's fun. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. Uh, yeah, Inga last week touched a little bit on the difference between uh, the sort of Quebec French improv and Quebec English improv. Sure. And what, what are differences that you've noticed? Well, certainly the format, like here in Quebec, uh, match improv, uh, mm-hmm. the style with the hockey jerseys and a referee and teams mm-hmm. uh, is is like the improv. Like here yeah, in okay. Quebec and French, mm-hmm. if you say improv, it's by almost by definition, it means match improv. Yeah, yeah. it's very um, competitive. Mm-hmm. And it can be. I mean, there's a, generally a camaraderie and everybody knows each other and they're all friends and it's not really supposed yeah. to be a competition. It's about making a good it's show. Like, it's a friendly competition. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, whereas on the English side, there is there are shows that are competitive and we have them at the theater too. Um, and throughout the English-speaking improv world, theater sports, which is similar, just not hockey-themed Um Wait, so the Form. French is just always hockey themed? Yeah, match, match, it's about hockey. match style. It's not about hockey. <laughs> yeah, but, they, like, but there's a referee. There's hockey jerseys. There's like a yeah. little boards that players hop over. Oh, weird. There yeah. are three periods. Like it's totally mm. set up. Wow. Yeah. Within any, the any, rubric of yeah, uh, even the the stage has like a vague like the hockey themed or it's like white with the red and blue stripes and stuff. And there's like an organist. And it's all yeah. it's a whole <laughs> it's a whole thing about it. Uh, cool. And even you go to other countries, uh, French speaking countries. I was in. Um, Belgium and the French side of Belgium and they did they did a match and they had brought it over and they they have no idea about hockey like the general public <laughs> in Belgium has no clue why there are three periods and why are they wearing <laughs> these weird jerseys um but just they just that's what improv is to them on the French side because so they come over and see hockey and they're like oh it's like oh, improv yeah, yeah yeah kind of I guess why are so. they all beating each other up <laughs> it's way more violent or is it yeah, that's how they've done improv over there. Wow, a lot of blood. Yeah, Tom, do you want to plug your improv show? You yeah, I was going to say uh, the day before, uh, yes. so Saturday at seven p.m. Uh, my level six improv class that Vinny has been teaching uh, have our grad show. It's going to be really good. I'm really excited. I think you guys cool. are a really great group. So it's going to. How be many levels are there? Six. There are six. Wow. And then there are ad- um, advanced classes beyond that. 
Right. So it's like now you're a black belt, but you can keep like doing various black belty things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like in Go where you reach like the 18th level and then you keep going up in ranks. Are of you a the Go 18th. player? I have played <laughs> Go in the past. <laughs> Is there anything you don't do? <laughs> I, I, am, I, I do a lot of stuff. Do you yeah. play music? Uh, I took piano lessons ages ago and I tried to teach myself guitar in university and it didn't get very far. So I'm not That's super fair. musical, unfortunately. It doesn't come very naturally to me. Mm. I, I am planning, like very seriously planning on taking uh, improv classes once I finish school because I'm in, I'm in theater school. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And then uh, once I'm done, I just want to keep doing stuff. And it's a great way to meet people. Oh, it is. And it's, yeah. and it's, it's a really pretty fun, fun community. And it, like, you, know. you know, some people manage to do theater school and improv at the same time. Not you. Well, uh, well, that's true. <laughs> Years apart. Yeah. I was going to say uh, another guy actually from your yeah, program, Johan. Johan is. Yeah, he's also not working though. Oh, that's fair. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I am. There's only so many hours in the day, guys. Indeed. Yeah. I need to go to the bathroom, so I'm going to probably. Are we are we ending the podcast then? Yeah, we've we've passed the hour mark. All right. Vinny, can they find you on the internet somewhere? Yeah, you can find me at vinnyfrancois.com. That's V-I-N-N-Y-F-R-A-N-C-O-I-S.com. Sweet. You on Twitter? I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, but all that stuff can be found links uh, through my website. website. Go to the all-powerful nice. website and exactly. you will find him. I got all my, my stuff down there. Sweet. Well, thank you so much for joining well, us, Thank Vinny. you guys so much for having me. This was a really fun conversation. Yeah. Indeed. Cool. Join us next week when we interview a dead guy from the Jelly Mountains. (laughs) (laughs) Bye.